This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. The Sikkim Podcast is a production of Baylor Athletics. Now, here are your hosts, Brooke Bednars and the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody and welcome to this week's Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. We're glad you're with us with our Sikkim Podcast this week, and we've got a real treat for you. I do say that every week, but, uh-huh, but it, this it's, one is extra special. Oh, extra special uh, with a cherry on top. <laughs> we are pleased to have two members of the Baylor Athletic Department staff who happen to be husband and wife. Joey Scrivano is with us, Baylor women's tennis coach, and Courtney Scrivano, associate AD for marketing and fan engagement. And look at him sitting over there as we record this. So Isn't this cute. great? They're a true Baylor family. I know. The only thing, they're not holding hands right now. If they were holding hands, it would be perfect. <laughs> but, no, we appreciate you all uh, agreeing to do this. Thank you. Yeah. Our pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Good. I think people will want to hear about uh, how you met, how, yes. uh, what's it like working in the department together, things like that. So thanks very much for your time. We should say Courtney sort of oversees what we do, you know, with yes. the Sick of Podcast. So we had to bring this idea to her. <laughs> she had to approve it. Did you Normally, take it home to Joey yeah. to approve or of how course, did that work? Yeah. 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 I'm not allowed to uh, commit him to media appearances without yeah. his It's <laughs> a good thing. Well, we did have some fun. Uh, Kyle Robarts being the SID for Sports Information Director for Women's Tennis. I did email him the first go around, and I said, "All right, well, we're going to schedule this, but you know, we're already scheduling it with Courtney." And he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to let the married couple do the scheduling <laughs> That's themselves." <it>. That's <laughs> a good, good idea. Move. Well, uh, thanks again, like I said. And uh, so uh, let's start at the beginning. How did y'all meet? (laughs) What's that story? I I don't know. I think I know parts of it, Joey, but I don't think I know the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to let Courtney take this one. All right. Um, Yeah, well, we actually met through a mutual friend. Uh So um, Leah Stewart, who owns the Olive Ranch, great restaurant here in town, um, was hosting a dinner party. And and just invited a group of her friends and we were both there that evening and I had actually brought my parents along. Um, and so Joey met my parents the same night he met me Mm. officially. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the, the start of getting to know each other. And then I think you tracked me down after that dinner, Mm -hmm. um, and, and said like to get to know me better, you know, go for coffee or something like that. And so, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what, what kicked it off for us. Well, I actually saw Courtney for the first time a couple of years earlier. Right. And uh, I was out, and she was with her sister, Lene. And I knew Lene before I met Courtney. And I was like, wow, you know, there's uh, an attractive person yeah. I'd like to talk to. <laughs> she's uh, pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Uh, I'd love to talk to her. So I, I actually was, you know – summoning the courage to come go say introduce myself and and I don't know what it was there was a moment where Lene I don't know if she's looking at me maybe the person behind me I have no idea but she gave me gave me a look that was my perception like don't come over here <laughs> so I was like uh there there all the courage was gone you know I just was like I'm not gonna go do this and but Courtney, it, she really stood out to me, you know, like I was like, wow, you know, um, well, I guess I'll never, you know, get that opportunity again. And then 
two years later, I think it was two years later. Um, yeah, at the Olive Branch. Yeah, I, I met her and her entire family <laughs> <laughs> that evening, and that was the start of it. Lene does not remember this, by the way. Really? She, yeah, I was yeah. about to say, have we discussed this yes, with the sister-in-law now? <laughs> she has said, no, I, I don't remember that. I, you know, she has no recollection, and so it was probably an unintentional thing. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just timing. I think it was kind of a funny little, I think maybe God planting a little seed, and then later on, then the timing was really right, I think, for both of us. Then yeah. we actually did meet, and, yeah. and it was worked out obviously love the palmars how, how can you not oh, meet the palmars and not want to be a part of that family right? <laughs> yeah so that night at the olive branch um you know dale courtney's dad right. uh is just the biggest baylor fan of all time so he he really put me at ease you know because he's i mean he's just like basically like thinking you know treating me like i'm this special person because i'm a baylor coach and it really helped me with my nerves, you know. <laughs> so then I then I felt like, okay, you know, maybe I can talk to Courtney, and uh, so he's amazing. And then uh, Nancy, who uh, is just complete opposite of Dale, you know, she really could care less if <laughs> if sports went away tomorrow. She right. really could care less, you know. <laughs> And she's she's constantly asking us like, why do you guys care so much about whether Baylor <laughs> wins a football game or, you know? Uh, so it's really funny. But what a what an amazing family. Well, and you kind of did it backwards. Normally, you're nervous to meet the father and hope mm -hmm. that he's going to like you. And then this was backwards, and he's like, Yeah, you're great. Yes. <laughs> this is Courtney. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Bringing a Baylor coach home is like smooth sailing in my family. Yeah. Everyone loves Baylor sports and. So yeah, it's they they welcomed him with open arms. Good. I think Courtney had the, the bigger challenge, which is the Italian mother-in-law. Oh yeah, ah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That, that's a different world. That is right the there. other side of it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes, but no, she's she's wonderful. Italian uh, Canadian, also. You are Canadian. I think most yeah. people know that. Uh, what what uh, what have been the challenges with that, if any, along the way? Um. Well, yeah, my, my parents are Sicilian, you know, they, they moved to Canada, uh, you know, it, uh, they met in Canada, but they're actually from the same region of Sicily Okay. and, uh, obviously, you know, started a family. I was born in Canada and, um, yeah, um, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, I, I do feel like I'm Canadian, but at the same time, there's a strong, uh, Italian history in mm -hmm. our family and, um, there's a lot of the culture yeah, just no matter what I do, it's still there. Like just the the uh, the impact of that Sicilian upbringing, uh, well, it's never going to leave me, you know. So yeah, so it's it's just kind of cool because you know I've I realized recently that I could become an Italian citizen if I'd like, Canadian obviously, but I'm not now an American citizen, which I'm really proud of. So we got options there. But, nice. Yeah. To the point, Brooke, that uh, Joey is just a nickname of his given name, oh. which you know is Giuseppe. I did not know uh, that. <laughs> you know, that's it. Is but your email that or not? No, it's it's uh, Joey. Email's Joey. Okay, yeah, it's very, Joey. Uh, yeah, I kept it simple for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I could spell Giuseppe. <laughs> I remember G.I. Joe. It's G-I-U-S-E-P-P-E. -P -P -E. Sometimes it's spelled G-U-I. Yeah. So when uh, I was dating him oh. and trying to remember how to spell the formal, G I, Joe. I would think G.I. Joe. G -I -Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and there's people that have told me, no, you actually got to spell Giuseppe G-U-I. And I'm like, no. <laughs> right. I mean, it's I think I know how to spell my name. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, it's it's fun. 
Well, you guys got to come up with names for two little ones. Tell us a little bit. You guys were married in 2014, and now you have a family with two young boys. Tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're awesome. It's super fun. They're wild, and um, they're both really stubborn. Nico was a really difficult little baby. He cried a lot. And then moving into his toddler years, very um, just wild, and he's rambunctious. And then Luca came along. It was just the sweetest, most mild-mannered baby. You know, has slept well, has eaten well. But now that he's about to be two, his his little stubborn streak is coming out. So we're like, <laughs> oh, okay, no. we, we thought we were getting like, you know, an easy one here. And now we're getting into the terrible twos with him. But um, no, it's really fun. Nico and Luca. So drawing on Joey's Italian heritage and I'm a whole blend of things, but I do also have Italian. Um, I was just looking at Italian boy names when we were um, expecting and we didn't find out what we were having um, either time. So oh, I wow. had boy and girl names prepared, but um, Nicolo just, it just stuck out at me. And I thought, you know, Nico is cute. And if he gets older and wants to be called Nick, that's fine. But, um, his middle name's Paul, which is Joey's middle name and, uh, means humble and victorious. If you put those two together, which I really liked the sentiment of that. And then, um, Luca is Luca Edward. Edward is my dad's middle name. So, um, and his name means light, which he is, he's just, yeah. he's such a little, he's such a little bright spot in the family. So, um, yeah, they're, they're awesome. And, we, yeah, we're super proud of them. Yeah. Look, I don't know if you've seen pictures of them. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great pictures. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. don't take a bad picture. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Luca looks identical to Courtney. It's amazing. Like every time, you know, I wake up, you know, get him out of his crib, I'm just like, gosh, can you look any more like your mom? <laughs> I mean, so it's, it's, yeah, they're, they're really cute and uh, amazing and still keep us up at night. <laughs> Question is, have you put a racket in their hands yet? Uh, we have. Go. We've, yeah. we've uh, you know, we're being strategic. You know, I, I, we're not going to force it too much, but but uh, occasionally we'll we'll put the racket in the hand and just try to get them to hit some balls. And Luca, um, you can tell, really likes sports. Yeah. He, I mean, Joey can be watching basketball, and he'll go and he'll sit and watch with him. I mean, Joey bought a documentary on Michael Jordan and Lucas sat there for 30 minutes and wow. watched it wow. two years old, sit, you know, yeah. sit still and watch it and likes to, you know, shoot baskets in the house, you know, like take a little ball and throw it in a laundry hamper. Um, Nico doesn't do anything for an extended period of time, but I've been joking <laughs> with my fan engagement team that he's really into parkour because he jumps all over the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> he's climbing into his brother's crib. He's jumping on the beds. He's, you know, bouncing off the walls all the time. So he may it may be a little while before we can get him to focus in on on a skill sport. Yeah. But. What season is it? It's truck season at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks are raring to go, ready to work and play, and all feature the best deals of the year during Ram Power Days. Come get your brand new Ram Lone Star at Allen Samuels with zero percent for seventy two and no payments for ninety days, or choose up to nine thousand two hundred fifty dollars in bonus cash and incentives. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels. 
Whether on the field or cheering from home, Du Bois Furniture is proud to support the Baylor Bears. If your bear cave needs updating, Du Bois Furniture is here to help. With over 59 years of our family serving yours, let our experienced sales team help you find exactly what you want. We specialize in custom upholstery, stunning dining rooms, elegant bedrooms, gorgeous leather, and top quality mattresses. Come see us in Waco and Temple or visit us online at DuBoisFurniture.com. Du Bois Furniture, where beautiful homes happen. Now, back to the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Well, before we dive into, obviously, you and the women's tennis department, Joey, uh, Courtney, you just mentioned one of your team's fan engagement. Um, I want to know, first of all, you lead several different units, little groups of us, um, on top of being a mom of two little ones. So how do you balance being a mom to those lovely little boys that are wild and rambunctious and also managing so many different departments? Kind of tell us about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think balance is a hard word because a lot of times it doesn't feel balanced. Um, I think juggling is probably a little more accurate and, um, yeah, it's, you know, there's, there's weeks that we feel like, Hey, we got this. We're in a good flow. Everyone's doing well. And there's weeks that feels like this is chaos. <laughs> what are, you know, what are we doing? But, um, we have a lot of help. I mean, my, my family is in town. Um, and my parents are just awesome grandparents and they're very hands-on and, um, we have an incredible family that cares for our boys during the work day. So, um, it's truly a village because there's, there's no way we could do what we do without a lot of help. Um, and then on top of that, we don't, we don't add a whole lot else to our plate besides our work commitments and our family. So that gives us a lot of, you know, when we're not working, we're, we're spending that time together, uh, which is really important. And then it makes the time that we have precious. So, you know, looking back on these past few months of it being a little slower pace and being mm-hmm. home more, it's been really precious. And, and I feel like we've kind of soaked up every moment, but um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's messy and it's chaotic, but it's fun. And I think we probably all thrive a little bit off of that. So a day at a time. Well, is there also a sort of a shared, uh, what, I don't know the right word, shared interest, shared vision, because both of you work in the athletic department. And so you have to have an understanding a little bit more than somebody who's not in the department, uh, Joey, you know, of what she does and yeah. vice versa, Courtney, with what he does. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's very much a partnership and, um, you know, there are times that one of, you know, Saturday, for example, he had practice in the morning. So I'm home with the boys the first half of the day. And then, um, he rushes home from practice and kind of takes over. And then I head to the football game. So, um, I'm not going to say that we always do this as well as we should, but we try and communicate when we both have things on the schedule, um, and plan that out, call my parents in a panic if we've miscommunicated (laughs) on something. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it is really cool to have a shared interest and to understand, you know, what we're both the industry that we're both in and what we're both balancing. Well, obviously they're young, but that's gotta be, it's a cool life to kind of grow up and, and be around and to go to tennis matches and go to different sports. Um, so kind of Joey, what do you think it, how special is that, that you guys get to kind of raise them around Baylor athletics and be the true Baylor family that we always specifically Courtney, try to get out there to the world. 
Yeah, it's it's really neat. Um, you know, it uh, it's so different than the way I grew up. You know, Courtney grew up in Waco, and she's you know her earliest memories are going to football games, and she's a true Baylor fan. You know, she she really bleeds green and gold. But uh, yeah, my upbringing was really different. I my family um, just doesn't even really care about sports. I mean, just, there's no interest in sport at all. So for me to actually become you know learn how to play tennis and get a scholarship and get into coaching my mom still thinks I'm working in gymnasiums right now okay <laughs> so so for our kids to just be immersed in in this Baylor life um is just incredible it's it's what you know I would dream dream of as a kid you know to, to have this experience so uh it's really neat and um and they don't you know I I, I don't know if they realize it yet but they, they, I think they think I'm pretty cool because I coach tennis, and, but their mom <laughs> is way cooler than their dad, you know, and what she does um, is really incredible. Like, it's, it was an eye-opener to see the commitment that uh, an associate AD has to, to this career. I mean, you, you are truly uh, all in 24-7, um, and... You know, I, I suspected that was the case, but now I'm I'm really seeing it firsthand, and it's just it's amazing. You got to really have a passion for this um, career and this industry to do what she does. Yeah. And I would say you're probably the same way with mm-hmm. you know, with your team, with your sport, coaching your uh, your team. Uh, how has being a dad uh, affected what you do and how you do it? That's a great question. Um, yeah, I think now. Um, definitely the perspective has changed and looking at things through a different lens. But, you know, um, I basically now I, I just look at everything I do with, with our student athletes. And, and I always ask the question, how would I want my kids to be treated or, or, you know, um, how would I want their experience to be? And, um, it's really, it's, it's, in, it's changed my, my, way of coaching definitely um uh, it's like a 180 uh and not that it was bad before it's just given me a different uh way to look at things and um and pressing the pause button and thinking about that it, it definitely is um i think it's made me a better coach for sure would you say that this switch has been even more beneficial because a good amount of your team is international and so they are really far away from their own parents yeah um they i think i've always had a sense that they as an international student athlete your um the expectations of you as a coach are are greater because you're right they're so far away from home and in essence you become their their second family um and they really rely on you you know, they, there's things that a regular uh, st- or a domestic student athlete, it's it, it's an afterthought. You know, going to the grocery store is an afterthought for them. Mm-hmm. International student athlete, that becomes a challenge for them. And you, you, we'd all think, what? But it's so true. If You know, if you go and stick me in another country right now, that's going to finding a grocery store. And, and, and it's just di- different. And maybe I don't have a bank account set up or so everything, especially the first year for an inter- international student, their dependence on you as a coach is is just way greater than than uh, I would say any other student athlete. 
Was there a uh, point in which you, you know, sort of maybe shifted your focus to international recruiting, or was it that way all along, or what was the thought process along the way there? Yeah, um, well, you know, tennis is such an international sport, so it it um, it kind of you're just you have to look globally to to find the best uh, student athletes. Um, so that's the, a big part of it, um, you know. But I started in coaching at um, everywhere I, you know, my first stop at the University of Mobile as an assistant. And then uh, later I went to the University of South Alabama as a head coach. I had a lot of international students. So I was very comfortable working with international students. And then I started learning how to recruit overseas. And that kind of started the trend Mm -hmm. going in that direction. However, we've had some teams here, you know, that were primarily domestic and mm-hmm. actually, you know, a lot of kids from Texas. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really have a preference. Uh, it's more just about getting the right people and, and recruiting uh, people that fit your culture and, and what you want to try to achieve. And that's that's really the biggest challenge. Right now, the roster is a good chunk uh, international. Um, how did COVID affect that because obviously all, every all the students went home or at least were trying to but it started overseas and then seemed to make its way over here when everything shut down so what was that like you know you mentioned how dependent they are and then mm-hmm. that had to be kind of a nerve-wracking time for them yeah absolutely um it, it was frustrating because they uh they 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 needed a lot they need a lot of support uh, like I mentioned, you know, and now you're, you know, you can't really see them, especially at that time. We didn't know, you know, all the ins and outs of the virus. So you have to be, you know, you can't really go and grab a coffee with them and and you can't go help them with X, Y, or Z um, because you have to keep this distance. So that was just incredibly challenging and, and counter to what we normally do. Like I, I spend a lot of time with my athletes and a lot of time one-on-one in person, Mm -hmm. you know, and just picking their brain and listening to everything that's going on. And now all of a sudden that was just completely taken away. Now, thankfully, you know, for the technology like zoom and, and we're all sick of hearing the word zoom, but, (laughs) um, but it, it def, it definitely helped in this, in that adjustment. You know, we were, we were using zoom quite a bit. So, um, that helped to ease the, the transition. Did a lot of them get to go home or were they still here? Um, about half of them went home and then half were here. Um, but yeah, that was, that was difficult because they didn't know if they were going to a better situation at home. And then, you know, they're getting on a plane, which is, you know, the, probably the riskiest thing you can do. So that was just a tough time period, you know? Um, but like, Baylor always does. We we went above and beyond, and we made sure that our student athletes were taken care of. And um, you know, all the credit in the world to to Mac and Jeremiah and Jovan and Kenny. I mean, they all uh, just really we they all got uh, on board with okay, let's do whatever it takes to make sure these kids are are well taken care of, and that helped tremendously. So. How did you navigate uh, recruiting? I guess a time like during the summer when yeah. you would be gone a lot. Yeah. I'm guessing that didn't happen this year. No, no, uh, I haven't <laughs> been on a plane in a long time. Yeah. It's probably the longest uh, stretch. Um, I can't even remember the last time it's been this long. But anyway, um, we just you know you just have to adapt, and um, 
I was actually excited in this way. <laughs> um, you know, the hard part about this job is, you know, you have the recruiting, you have the player development, and then you have, you got to prepare for matches. And these, if you want to do, do these things well, they take an enormous amount of time. So once the season was over, that's obviously to have to get ready for a match. Then uh, the player development, we couldn't be with the kids mm. on the court. So now I was able to just completely focus on recruiting, wow. which was I I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I was like, now I'm gonna, I'm going to just dive into this, and the benefits of that, you know, we landed one of the best international recruits in the country. Mm. And uh, she's going to be arriving in in January. But, you know, the ability to focus on that one thing was was tremendous. You know, that's one of the only uh, silver linings in this whole whole deal. 451 career wins going into this year, uh, 25th all-time NCAA women's tennis and 12th among active coaches. Uh, that, That number's getting up there 19 years here at Baylor or going into your 19th year. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Winning is fun. <laughs> it is good. And I should say 19 combined Big 12 titles yes. also, regular season or tournament titles. So uh, what you have a tournament coming up this weekend, actually, one here in the fall. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great news. Our players are so excited. Um, you know, it's it's been a long time since they've competed as a team and, and have the coaches on the court, and um, they're thrilled. I think it was like when we uh, – finally got our our fall schedule approved i mean they were just jumping up and down it was like christmas um so um yeah the, we're gonna have a tournament this weekend and kind of see where we where we stand right now and what, what you know what we need to do to get better and it's you, you, there's no substitute for competing and uh we really need this and and we're the the, the amount of gratitude we have that we have the opportunity to do this um it, it's you know it's it's through the roof right now so Obviously, there was a long break, but you guys were 10-2. You'd won the first two Big 12 matches before COVID kind of put all the seasons to a screeching halt. Um, how do you feel as though your team is right now in comparison to where you guys were back then? Yeah, I, I felt like we were moving in the right direction, and uh, we had really high hopes for uh, what that team could do. Um, and no different now. I, I think, if anything, the team has grown a lot in a maturity uh, perspective. Um, you know, adversity does that to you, you know. And I would say the players um, have come back with even more gratitude with just the opportunity they have to compete. You know, when that's taken away from you, you realize, gosh, we have this. This is pretty darn good. We have a great setup here. And so they've come back and they're, you know, all um, – with open eyes and and they're way more coachable than they've ever been. And they just appreciate the opportunity. So um, it's, it's really fun to see how much they've grown. And um, I I think this team can be as good as any team we've ever had at Baylor. I know you take a lot of pride in, in your uh, student athletes when they're here, but then when they go on from here and uh, go into their careers, uh, Linka Brusova is one of those, and she's uh, been selected to the Baylor Athletic Hall of Fame for this year. What a great honor that is. Oh, that's amazing, and uh, Lynx has deserved, uh, you know, she's, she's one of the all-time greats. I mean, I, I think one of the all-time great athletes at Baylor, um, you know, and if you spend any time um, – speaking with her you know that she she bleeds green gold and uh 
she's just, yeah, she's such a winner. You know, I'm so proud of her and I'm excited to celebrate uh, that honor. If you need a trailer, Flat Rock Trailers has got you covered. From light-duty single-axle utility trailers to the big text tandem duels. We also carry a full line of enclosed cargo trailers. Need a motorcycle trailer? We've got them. Need a dump trailer? We've got the largest selection in the state. Oil field trailers? We carry a full line of big text trailers to handle all your needs. Trailer repairs? We repair all makes and models. We'll even rent you a trailer if you need to use one for a day. Flat Rock Trailers, your number one source for all your trailer needs. Find us at flatrocktrailers.com. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great, from general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets. We go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. You're listening to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics. Here again are Brooke Bednars and John Morris. You're tuned in to the Sikkim Podcast, a production of Baylor Athletics, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. John Morris, Brooke Bednars, with our guest, Courtney Scrivano and Coach Joey Scrivano. And uh, Courtney, uh, how, how did you get to athletics? What was the uh, what was the opening originally when you came here, and what do you remember about when you started out in the athletic department? Oh yeah, um, well it was it's been a fun you know kind of winding path to athletics. Um, you know, a lot of folks in our world come up the ranks, and um, it's hard to break in if you haven't sort of started out in this field. So. Um, obviously there's people along the way that help, but my, my first entry was I had a couple jobs out of college here in Waco and decided if I'm going to stay in Waco, I really want to work at Baylor. And so I started working in university development as a writer, um, and had the opportunity to kind of, um, work in that communications department for a while. And then, um, I left for two years. I went to Dallas, um, right as the George W. Bush presidential center at SMU was opened and worked there for two years. I had met Joey right before I took that job. Mm. Um, so and left town. <laughs> <laughs> for all of you yeah, listening, away, yeah. he just shook his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had been dating about a month, yeah. and I said, "Hey, you know, uh, I have this job offer in Dallas," and and uh, he was great, extremely supportive, and said, "You have to do it. It's once in a lifetime type of thing." And um, so, yeah, we were able to kind of navigate that, just you know, with the with a couple hours distance for two years. Um, and then when we were planning a wedding and, and knew that we were going to spend our lives together, I started thinking about coming back to Waco and what that would look like and, um, reached out to Doug McNamee, who was someone that I had known from my previous work at Baylor and, um, he's friends with my brother. So, um, I knew what he was doing with the Bear Foundation, um, and just how that was growing. And, um, he had such a vision for what we were doing with our boosters and, so I had contacted him and, and just said, I'd really, you know, love to work with you. And, um, and so we stayed in touch over, over the course of a couple of months. And then he eventually had a position, a marketing and communications position open with them. And, um, so I got to, you know, apply and come in and interview with a bunch of folks. And, um, ultimately, uh, he did bring me on the team and, um, yeah. And so that was kind of how it started, but I had identified athletics specifically because when I worked on campus, when I worked for development, any project I had that had an athletics component just lit something in me. Really? 
and it was always my best work. Um, and it was always the things I enjoyed the most. And so, um, you know, Joey and, and his career aside, I knew that that was something I was passionate about and, and a field I enjoyed. Um, and then of course, you know, within a few months of working in the athletic department, it just was like, oh yeah, this, this is kind of the right type of, right type of fit for me and being able to do things in the realm of marketing communications, which are the skills I like to use. It's, it's been a good fit. And so, yeah, over the course of, um, I think it's five years in athletics now, um, it's, it's shifted and it's grown and it's moved different areas. And, um, when Jovan Overshone came in, um, and she and I started working together, um, we, we see things very similarly. And, um, and so, yeah, so she and Jeremiah have kind of been just incredible cheerleaders and, and helped sort of create other opportunities and, and ways to grow within this department. So it's, I'm, I'm really fortunate. Well, obviously we know what you do, but describe a little bit about what your day-to-day tasks are and all the different things that you have your hands in for everyone listening. Yeah. So for my role, I oversee, um, the fan engagement team, um, business intelligence and social media, um, and licensing is kind of floating around in there too. <laughs> it's really under Jovan, but I, I assist her with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, fan engagement is run by Chad Klumpenauer. You guys know Chad. He is a veteran of this department. Um, and, and it, they need, they need very little oversight. They mm. know their jobs. They do them tremendously well. Um, and they're a really fun team to work with. Um, and then we just, I actually poached Cody Soto over from the athletic communications team. Thank you, David Kay for <laughs> blessing that move. But we brought Cody Soto over to oversee our, um, athletic social media accounts. Um, so he's doing a phenomenal job and, and is awesome. And then we have Addison Rumbly, who is our community engagement person. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's just a really fun team. Spirit and Traditions falls under that too. So in this role over the last, been a little over a year in this role, I've gotten to learn a lot about athletics and, um, you know, learn more about different elements of it that I've never been a part of, but, um, yeah, it's all about creating an incredible atmosphere for fans, um, driving attendance. So obviously this year, that's Mm -hmm. a little bit of a different, a different thing for us. Um, but it's fun. It's, you know, as a longtime Baylor fan, it's the things I'm very passionate about. So it's, it's really enjoyable. Fan engagement is is fascinating to me, and and the job y'all do is terrific. But there's it's changing, it's always evolving, isn't it? I mean, you got to stay on the the cutting edge, I guess, of what fans want, what keeps them interested, what keeps them coming to games and coming to events. Yeah, absolutely. And and you saw the trend starting, you know, before COVID, but the digital element, so you know, having an app where you're at a venue, but you're still, you know, on your phone, utilizing an app to enhance the experience. Um, you know, there's all kinds of things like that. You know, what's cool is that we work across teams. So we work really closely with the Baylor vision team. We work really closely with, um, creative services. Um, so it's, it's by no means like just our team, but it's pulling all of that together and making sure that it's a memorable environment for fans. But at the end of the day, nothing replaces the action that's happening on the court or on the field. And so um, while we want to add all of those things to it, it's also very much about supporting the team and the athletes and making it a great experience for them to compete in as much as it is a great experience for fans to attend. How surreal is it, if that's even the right word, to have grown up going to these games and to have just been kind of soaking it all in? I remember when I was a little kid, you know, just being like in awe of everything that was happening at the game on top of the actual athletic event going on. 
Um, but to now know all the ins and outs and all the people that it takes to make that happen and to be a big role into that. What's that, what is that like for you? Well, I, I disagree on the big role. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's my team and that's so many other people that are, that are taking the, the lion's share of the work that goes into it. But yeah, it's really cool. I mean, every fall that, you know, there's a, there's a point in the year where the band starts practicing across the street. And when I hear them playing, it's kind of like something, you know, a little flip switches of, oh, it's fall and sports are going to start soon. Um, and then, yeah, it's, you know, it's, uh, at football games and basketball games and all the things we do, there is a little, there's just an excitement to it. And, um, and you guys know this, this is a job with long hours and it's up and downs and, um, it's not always easy, but there is something about, you know, being there and having that front row seat to, to the action and the environment. That's, that's really cool. And how different have things been this year? Like normally we would be pushing season tickets and pushing single game tickets and things like that. It's it's just a different approach this year, isn't it? It is. I mean, you take all the, the goals and all the things you thought you were going to be focused on this year and you throw them out the window yeah. <laughs> and you say, okay, what is the reality that we're dealing in now? And And similar to Joey, you know, I think there was a moment, especially for my fan engagement team who... I mean, they live for game day and, and they're so good at what they do. And so to have events paused, um, I think there was kind of that moment of, oh gosh, like now what do we do? Um, but we kind of quickly circled the wagons and identified projects that, that had been on our radar that we wanted to take on and just typically in a year don't have time to get to. So, I mean, obviously the podcast, that was a bunch of teams involved in that, but um, yeah, we refreshed the app. We did the BaylorGameDay.com site, which aggregates a lot of information about football games um, for fans to easily access. A couple other projects in the works that we'll announce soon, but it allowed us to just shift our focus to some other things and um, and think of creative ways to continue communicating with fans and creating a great experience for them, whether they're able to come to our venues this year or not. I also want to ask you obviously we talked a lot about what your jobs are and and he kind of touched on it and supporting you and and knowing all that goes into being an associate ad but what is it like to also on top of all of your roles to also be a coach's wife mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to be honest i mean it's it's pretty cool <laughs> it's gotta I, be a lot of fun I, I i think it's it's i mean i don't know i would imagine it's probably not super common in this industry to be able to have those two specific roles um but I feel very privileged to be in that position. Um, I love my job. I love the team and the people I get to work with in that. Um, and then of course I love being a coach's wife specifically. I love being this coach's <laughs> wife. Um, I mean, and, and I tell him every spring, you know, when they get into the heat of competition, like it, he's doing what he was made to do. And it's really cool to kind of be a partner and a, the biggest cheerleader in that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just a privilege and with that, it's also a responsibility. So, you know, there's a level of, of professionalism that you always have to have. And we both take that really seriously at the end of the day, like in our roles, we, we do what's best for Baylor athletics. And, um, and so, yeah, as much as we, you know, share what's going on, um, with each other in our, in our jobs. And I think we understand that a lot, um, there's also times of separation and, you know, focusing on the job at hand. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I think we both, we both take it pretty seriously and are, are really grateful for the opportunity. I do want to know, do you play tennis? 
<laughs> oh, good question. Um, so that was actually like when we started dating, we went out and hit a little bit. So I played a lot of sports growing up, but I never played tennis. <laughs> I admittedly knew very little about the sport. <laughs> um, but yeah, we would go out and uh, so we, it's not really playing. I mean, it's a lesson, you know, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> he'll, he'll do drills and we, we haven't as much lately, but we actually did just like, what, two weekends ago, yeah. we hit a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I love, I've fallen in love with the sport. I absolutely love watching it. Um, the girls and the guys, it's, it's just, it's just a really fun, it's a really fun sport to watch. And I've learned a lot about it. I'm still not, I mean, I'm not good, but, but it's fun. She's pretty good. <laughs> She's pretty good. Yeah. She, she, you know, you, you picked it up pretty fast, I would say. Or either that or, or I did a heck would, of a job coach. A little bit of both. I have, I have, I don't know. Down. This record says you're a heck of a coach. <laughs> exactly, so exactly. no, she's, she's good. She's athletic and she really is coachable. So, um, she, she was picking up really fast. We would go and, and, uh, I'd put her through this, this drill. I, it's the <laughs> Nadal drill. So it's just, I just run her side to side. <laughs> and sometimes the players would walk by and be like, coach, you're such a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like, no, she wants, no, she yeah, wants this. I'm like, this is cardio. So yeah, this is cardio. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. Uh, but I wanted her to keep playing, obviously, for her enjoyment. But if Nico and Luca start to play, here's a practice partner. Oh, you know? yeah. So. Yep. Well, and you've got the mechanism in place with the uh, the Cub Tennis Program. Yeah. Tell everybody about that. And hopefully yeah. we get that going yeah, again in the spring. Oh, it'd be great to have that going again. Um, yeah, you know, and that really started because of uh, – Courtney's niece and nephew, when we started dating, you know, they were, what, age five and seven. They were pretty young anyway. Yeah, I think so. And I was giving them lessons and trying to trying to expose them to, to tennis because, obviously, you know, it's Texas. And Alan, uh, the boy, is into football and, and she's into basketball. And so I'm trying to, you know, create a recruit for me and, and Audrey, the girl, <laughs> and, and uh, I'm trying to create some support, uh, fan support with Alan. But anyway, uh, so we, I start teaching them how to play, and I'm thinking, gosh, I should just have this as a program. Yeah. This should just be a program, you know. And that was kind of the, the beginnings of it. Um, we just started uh, having cub tennis before every home match, and, and then it really took off, and uh you know, the last few years, um, Jazzy Plews, who's on our staff, uh, as a student assistant, she's taken it over and just done an amazing job of growing it. And uh, I'd say it's definitely one of the, the highlights of our program. What season is it? It's truck season at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks are raring to go, ready to work and play, and all feature the best deals of the year during Ram Power Days. Come get your brand new Ram Lone Star at Allen Samuels with 0% for 72 and no payments for 90 days. Or choose up to $9,250 in bonus cash and incentives. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver Ram Power Days at Allen Samuels. I hate my job, but I don't mind getting up in the morning. I dread each day, but I can't wait to get out of bed. You ask me why, and what I'll say to you is true. Well, you can get breakfast tacos at Rudy's Barbecue. Scrambled eggs and brisket, they ain't fooling around. Salsa wrap, son, they're the best in town. Barbecue for breakfast, yes, it's true. Put a smile on your morning at Rudy's Barbecue. 
This is the Sikkim Podcast, presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco, online at alansamuelsdcj.com. Visiting with Joey and Courtney Scrivano. A couple more questions, then uh, we'll move on. But you, Courtney, you mentioned you worked for two years, I guess, at the George W. Bush Presidential Center in Dallas. What was that experience like? Yeah, no, it was it was really really cool. I mean, I I look back very fondly on those two years. I met so many just wonderful and interesting people, and it was a totally different experience, um, totally different environment to work in, and. Um, but, but really, really neat. And I didn't have a lot of direct um, contact with President and Mrs. Bush, but you learn from being in that environment and being around the people that work closely with them that they're just phenomenal people and incredible leaders. And um, so there's a lot of lessons learned that, that I, you know, carry with me. Um, but one thing that's kind of cool is when you leave the Bush Center, they set up time for you to meet with President Bush. And usually it's pretty restrictive in terms of your immediate family, you know, your spouse, and if you have children. Um, but I, I begged and pleaded and got the opportunity to bring my parents along, um, just as kind of a way to say thank you to them for, for all the investments they've made in us. But he was awesome. You know, we came in and, and he spent a lot of time chatting with my parents and, and then at some point his attention turned to Joey and he said, you know, and, and what do you do? And so Joey, you know, said, I'm, well, I coach tennis at Baylor. And he said, well, what qualifies you to be a big 12 coach? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. And I don't even remember what you said. I, I know what I was thinking. What qualifies you to be president? But <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, he didn't give me a chance to go back at him. I no, mean, he, he was, he's a yeah. pro. I mean, yeah. he, he knows how to quick wit. You don't no. want to get into a debate with him. No, either. exactly. <laughs> no, I just, I took that one on the chin and just, yeah, no, he was amazing. He gave us almost an hour of his time and wow. it was just fascinating. And, um, yeah, but what a cool experience at the Bush Center. I, I would love hearing the stories of, of Courtney working there because it was such, such a Washington, D.C. culture, you know, but it's this uh, nonprofit mm -hmm. that, you know, and yeah. so anyway, it was pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, well, it was neat. Yeah. I mean, uh, when the when he was in office, when he was about to get out of office, he started thinking about his presidential library and Waco was one of the options. I mean, it really was either Waco, Dallas, or where maybe Austin or college station, college station, I maybe think, college yeah. station, but this was, so where McLean stadium is now could have yeah. been, mm -hmm. you know, the location of the George W. Bush presidential library. And, uh, Things worked out well for everybody. You yes, know? yeah. Right. He did mention that too. He did mentioned he? that that they had looked at that, and um, yeah. But ultimately, SMU makes a lot of sense for them, and it's they're in a perfect spot there. So you know, and we have the beautiful McLean Stadium, so it worked out okay for it all of us. Out well it for out. everybody. <laughs> and they have the ranch down here, so that's right. Yeah. True. They have their own ties. As we uh, we've got football going, we had a football game last Saturday. That's great, Joey. Do you think uh, everything's on the the path? If we stay on the straight and narrow path, that you'll have some semblance of a regular type season coming up? Yeah, I do. I, I'm I'm optimistic. Um, I just think not that I'm an expert here. I'm not going to take uh, Kenny Kenny Boyd's. Uh, <laughs> don't want to steal his thunder here, but I, I do think that every day that we get you know we get past this. Um, we're getting closer to just, you know, a new normal, um, sort of like after nine 11, you know, it, it, it's, it, that, that impacted us for it's impacted us forever. You know, it's changed the way we live, but 
we ultimately got past it and, 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 and thriving. So this, in my opinion, is no different. And we'll be playing uh, college tennis and college sports, and, and we're going to get beyond this. Yeah. You guys have a tournament this weekend. I know we touched on it a little bit earlier, but um, kind of what are the precautions for that? Because most of our teams, you know, it's a one game. They test and they go play the one game. Um, but to be in a tournament, that's several teams in one location. Kind of what's that like for us, for you? Yeah, I mean, there, you know, we go through all the um, Big 12 uh, protocols to make sure that everybody's tested prior to the tournament. And um, our athletic training staff, health and wellness staff, are, are amazing at how they coordinate that with the other schools. And um, so we feel really comfortable, you know, if, if you know, if we uh, are fortunate enough to be safe and, and be healthy and be able to play, then once we're at the event, then it's a kind of, you, in essence, create a bubble and, and then we're fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th I think tennis is uh, one of the lowest risk sports out there because it has so much social distancing and it's outside typically. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of positives of a sport like tennis, um, you know, in, in regards to, to, to this. Um, but, um, yeah, I think we're going to be fine. And Courtney, in your role as associate AD for marketing and fan engagement, won't it be great when we get back to the point where we can just open the doors and, you know, we don't have limits. It doesn't have to be 25%. We can welcome fans in. That's going to be nice. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're, eagerly waiting for that opportunity but in the meantime we're we're trying to make the best of it and and make it as great an atmosphere for those who are able to attend and continue to offer cool things for people that that can't be there but yeah I mean I think when we're at a point where we feel comfortable with that and when we're able to have um, full capacity you know I, I think a lot of people are also really eager to be back in venues and um, and so yeah maybe it's a little a little um, opportunity for uh, just for people to be excited to come and uh, take advantage. I mean, I think specifically in Waco to take advantage of the opportunity to come and watch really high level college competitions across all our sports. And we have several sports, including tennis that are free. Um, and then a lot of our other sports are very low ticket costs. So um, yeah, at the point that, that everyone's comfortable with that again, you know, I, I hope that people do take advantage of having this opportunity in Waco because it is a great fun family friendly thing to do when well, they were rocking and rolling there was a lot of good sports to watch last year and we're on track to do the same thing this year so it'll be exciting and I was gonna say we even had a lot of um we, I know we we pushed the hashtag Sikkim show us your tailgates show us all your pictures of if you can't be at McLean um let us know what you're doing and we saw a lot of very creative at home tailgates. So that was really neat to see that even if they aren't there, that the Baylor family is still extending out and, and taking part as much as they can. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you all for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, talk about the Baylor family. This is literally a Baylor family. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, uh, Joey, and you, Courtney, and Nico and Luca, and we appreciate your time. Thanks for sharing with us. Uh, stay safe. And thanks for being on with us today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Joey Scrivano and Courtney Scrivano with us on this week's Sikkim Podcast. For Brooke Bednars, I'm John Morris. We'll see you next week with another edition of the Sikkim Podcast. You've been listening to the Sikkim Podcast. Presented by your friend in the car business, Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Waco. Online at alansamuelsdcj.com.
Sikkim Podcast has been a production of Baylor Athletics.